This is it. This is your new favorite podcast. Why? Because this one is for every woman who has ever felt like she was too much and somehow not enough all at the same damn time. This one is for you, sis, because this one is for me too. Welcome to Confessions of a High Strung Woman with me, yo girl, Abby Walker. Think of this like the happy hour for your soul that you've been craving. We're going to get real honest. We're going to laugh real hard and we're going to learn a couple things. But more than anything, I'm about to hype you up, sis, to be the real you in all of your glory because that's what this world desperately needs. Let's ride. Let's freaking ride. Let's go. Today is an exciting day for me because I get to introduce something that I've wanted to do on this podcast for over a year, but it's taken me this long to get my ducks in order um, in a lot of ways. Sometimes that's just how life happens, you know, but um, I am so excited because today I will introduce you to the first chapter of my book from Confessions of a High Strung Woman, the audio portion of it from the audiobook um, that I'm still working on, <clears throat> hence the delayed delivery of all of the things. But part of the reason that I wanted to include this in the podcast as opposed to just the audiobook is that audiobooks, they're great and and like they enable you to get a lot of information very quickly. They enable you to, especially if the book is read by the author themselves, kind of form like a deeper connection of that author's personality, even the tone of their voice, their inflection, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm so excited to share this because I wanted it to be in a format that was easy to share. Easy to share. Okay. So it's, it, I don't even know that it's possible. I haven't found the way to do it yet, but to send like a chapter or a section of an audiobook to, I don't know, a friend or somebody that you love or somebody you think that would find it interesting. And I feel like that that is really important. Like that's part of how my best friend Allison and I, we will send each other podcasts or snippets of things all the time, especially if it's in reference to something we've been talking about or working through or whatever it is. And so I wanted to be able to do that here. And um, today's the first day. Chapter one of Confessions of a High Strung Woman um, will be following this little short intro. And literally the title of the first chapter is, For the Love of God, Woman, Would You Just Tone It Down? So, you know, if you feel like that maybe that might, <laughs> might resonate with you, if you feel like maybe you've heard that a few times in your life, um, whether it was from like being physically loud, like with volume or being emotionally strong or with being very goal focused or driven or any of those things, this first chapter, I feel like gives you um, a better understanding of my background and what it looked like, what it has looked like and felt like in my life to experience myself in contrast to the world as somebody who has a Ferrari engine rumbling in my soul, like who has a tiger in my chest in terms of a personality and what on earth we're supposed to do with it. But then also like this first chapter really introduces the places that we have been misunderstood and the places where, um, 
we have found ourselves, you know, I think as, as we've grown up, like how we've dealt with having a personality that was not always, or maybe never welcomed by the world around you. Maybe it was too much for your parents. Maybe it was too much for your friends. Maybe your family just didn't get you like whatever it is. And in those moments, it's crazy because we don't, turn on them for not understanding us, we typically turn on ourselves. And so much of what this entire book about is really just acknowledging and pulling back the veil and understanding that we have an enemy and he wants to keep us small. And we have an enemy with a master plan for us as as strong women and I believe that every woman is strong. It may come out differently. I mean, there's just there's just no way. Women women are they are just fierce in strength and in spirit. Even if you're a quiet personality, um, you watch that woman become a mom, or you ask her to protect something that she loves, and like y'all, the, the world ain't ready. They don't <laughs> they don't even need they don't even know there is no such thing as a weak woman. I think Gina Devi is the one who said that. So here's chapter one. You may find that it sounds a little different than uh, my podcast voice, which is um, on the fly and very you know impromptu, whereas I was reading the words of my book. But in general, um, my heart is just that you would get to hear these words and maybe share them with somebody. And if you find that they resonate with you, you can grab the book on Amazon um, or just keep listening here on the podcast as I'll release more of the chapters. I won't do every single one because I feel like that would be overwhelming, but we will definitely pick the specific sections, including like journey of a high strong woman, which is a little bit of my story, um, self-care, boundaries, emotions. These are really, really big things in our lives. And I'm just excited to get them in a format where you and I can talk about them and get feedback and all that good stuff. All right, so we're going to dive into chapter one. For the love of God, woman, would you please just tone it down? Here we go. My name is Abby Walker, and I have all of the feelings, all of the opinions, and all of the words, all at the same damn time. I am the walking definition of a high-strung woman, and for most of my life, I believed that it was some kind of curse. My big emotions and excessive strength of spirit only seemed to alienate me from the things I longed for and from those I loved. And yet, the tiger in my chest would not be denied. You see, for as long as I can remember being alive, I have always known one thing. I feel everything. And I feel everything deeply. I mean, I feel things all the way down in my bones, and it doesn't matter if it's a big thing or a little thing. My feelings are deep and strong all of the time, and trying to hide them has been nothing short of disastrous. Now, the reason that you hold this book in your hands today, or that you're listening, is that this fire in my soul had honestly caused me more grief than good for most of my life. It's as if no matter where I went, my supersized boombox blared Beyonce's Run the World Girls while everyone else in the room was quietly and respectfully playing young Taylor Swift on their Walkmans. Funny thing is, my stereo was stuck on full blast, always has been, and I found that there's just no moving it. My speakers cranked sass, strength, independence, and a whole lot of bass. And I was nothing short of disruptive to a world of well-behaved ladies who dared not make a sound. Try as I might, there was just no way around it. 
I have been emotional, strong, passionate, and quote, high strung every single day that I've walked upon God's green earth. And it has only seemed to grow in intensity with each passing year. I can't turn it off, y'all. I sure as hell haven't found a dimming switch. And for most of my life, the resounding reaction from everyone around me has been, for the love of God, woman, would you just tone it down? Now, in all fairness, this isn't some new personality phenomenon brought on by an almost millennial generation raised with participation trophies or interpretive dance. This force has been rumbling inside of me every day of my life for as long as I can remember. I now know that I come from a long line of high-strung women on both sides of my family. So your girl comes by it honestly. At just three years old, I was already a pint-sized pistol with big eyes, a heavy Texas accent, a huge imagination, and very strong opinions. I was a tiny firecracker of words, spirit, and sass. Oh, the sass. Dear Lord, bless my parents. Bless them. I was a lot to handle, and everyone knew it. But no one taught me to be this way. This has just been who I am from the moment I opened my eyes and my poor mama's arms. Even before I could form complete sentences, I was a very small, very loud person with big eyes and only one operating speed. Pedal to the metal. No matter what I was feeling, I felt it down in my soul. It rattled my bones and I expressed myself accordingly. Everything was a big deal to me, and unfortunately for my sweet, more mild-mannered mama, I felt and expressed myself just as strongly about wanting Cheerios, what time I had to go to bed, scraping my knee, or even my grief after some much-deserved discipline for, quote, sassing my dad. This would be a repeat offense in my life. All of those things seemed to matter the same to me in terms of passion and feeling. Having to go to bed early and miss out on fun hurt my little heart just as badly as slamming my finger in the door, and I expressed myself accordingly. Think I'm wrong? Or perhaps just a nutcase? Let's start with a baseline of how reasonable and unfiltered children are. Try reasoning with a toddler about why it's irrational to have their heart broken when the animal crackers are all gone. No, really, I want to hear how that goes because I've tried it. And if there's anything I've learned in my I'm just an aunt babysitting stage of life, it's that toddlers can be completely irrational, emotional terrorists. They will break your heart with their sobs and then ice you out. You have done them wrong. It does not matter why there are no more crackers. They don't care, but they will hold you personally responsible. I have found that even with the cutest, sweetest tempered child, there is just no reasoning with an angry toddler. They do not negotiate with grown-ups, but they will absolutely take prisoners. Now, to be fair, I remember feeling things so deeply in my own emotional terrorist tiny toddler heart that it would escape from the inside of me to the outside of my little body through shrieks of joy, shivers of excitement, or sobs of disappointment never to be consoled again. Viola Davis had nothing on my dramatic performances. I had game, y'all. In fact, we have family photos of me as a toddler with a giant grin on my chubby little face with my tiny clenched fists raised in the air standing next to my sweet, smiling, weary-eyed mama. 
Believe it or not, those tiny fists were not clenched out of anger or frustration. According to my mom, that's just what I would do when I was really, really excited and happy. I was so overwhelmed by the feelings inside of me that I couldn't help myself, and my fists would just rise above my head and shake as I shrieked in joy. (laughs) Now, let's be honest. That kid scares the hell out of me. Like, are you happy, little girl? Are you sad? Are you mad? Are you happy about being mad? You sure do look mad. Um, are you, are you going to kill me in my sleep, little girl? If I was babysitting me, I would have been scared to death. And I'm pretty sure you would have been too. Mirror, mirror. Although this seems normal now, with a camera on every phone and digital archives of every moment of our lives, my generation is one of the first to be able to watch ourselves as children through the wonder of home videos. Our parents had pictures and the stories that their parents told them, but they could never hear their own little voice, laugh, or see how they interacted with the world around them. But when Sony introduced the first camcorder in 1983, my dad absolutely bought himself that giant black box and mounted it onto his shoulder like he was filming for National Geographic. The Walker home went full VHS. It's a crazy experience to be able to see and hear yourself as a child. One afternoon, I stumbled upon a collection of videos of me at about three years old. I didn't know when I pushed that tape in that it would kickstart one of the greatest revolutions of my life. It was a crackling video of me performing in our old living room through dance, song, and dramatic monologue. As a frustrated pent-up woman in my 20s, I almost didn't recognize myself. There was this tiny spitfire of a person whirling, singing, laughing, and joking on that fuzzy video screen that just blew my mind. You see, like many of you, I had spent my entire life fighting desperately to change pretty much everything about myself. I learned quickly that all of my natural instincts were wrong. I was chronically wrong in a world of people pleasers and perfectly behaved ladies that marched militantly under the law that you never made anyone uncomfortable. I found early on that an emotional, impassioned young woman did not make friends easily. Desperate to find some connection with the world, I dedicated myself to smoothing out my rough edges. I would try to tame my wild heart, make myself more likable, and rein in my strong opinions and giant dreams. Constantly bumping in my head was, no one can handle all of me, the real me. I'm way too much. And then the follow-up punch of, I'm not enough. I don't have what they want. They'll never pick me, would knock me to the floor. I was confused, conflicted, and lonely as hell, but at least I had a group to sit with at lunch in high school. Sis, I am here to say that a life lived in this kind of repression resulted in a frustrated, unsatisfied, lost, and lonely grown woman. A woman who was the polar opposite of that tiny three-year-old spitfire on the fuzzy video screen. I watched that little girl in absolute awe. And something inside of me began to ache. You see, the three-year-old me on that screen didn't know to alter her personality, smooth out her dance moves, or tone down her excitement so people would like her more, so they would be more comfortable in her presence. 
Nope. Three-year-old Abby was unapologetically excited, wild-eyed, and passionate. She was fully alive. Joy radiated from her chubby little face, and without hesitation, she shared that joy, excitement, and herself with anyone who would listen. Unfortunately for the fine art of dance, she also liked to mix four square clogging with hip hop backspins and ballet, but homegirl didn't care a wink what anyone thought. And she was the most spectacularly beautiful thing I had ever seen. As I watched, I was so awestruck by that little spitfire of joy and her awful dance moves that I just cried. I wasn't even totally sure why. Deep sadness and tears welled up in my heart and eyes, and a grief rose so powerful that it took my breath away. A grief for something I hadn't even known I had lost. Who was that little girl? And where did she go? I didn't know how I lost her or how I would ever find her again, but what I did know is that I loved her something fierce. That little girl... She was free. That little girl knew who the hell she was, and she thought everything about herself was awesome. She didn't second-guess herself or clamor for the approval of others. She confidently and unapologetically went forth in life, dance and dramatic monologues, and something inside of me knew the world needed her, that I needed her. For the first time in my entire life, I saw a picture of myself as free, free from caring about what people thought of me, free from hesitation. I was free to express who I really was and how I truly felt. I could actually see me being fully myself and being loved for who I really was, not who I had made myself to be. The image of that wild-eyed, happy three-year-old haunted me through my 20s as I searched desperately for the real me and who I wanted to be. I wept often for that little girl, convinced I lost her forever. I envied her freedom, and oh, I ached for her joy. That fuzzy, dusty video became the catalyst for one of the greatest works in my life, learning to accept love, care for, and celebrate the real me, all of me. No more. I have a lot inside of me, and like many of you, I have never been quite sure what to do with all of it. This overwhelming depth of emotion, passion, and strength as a woman has caused me countless losses, fights, and problems. This world can be a highly dangerous place for the sensitive heart of a high-strung woman. We are so strong, and yet we are so sensitive. My heart grieves deeply for the countless casualties of the soul and my fellow high-strung sisters who are made for greatness, but who have been silenced and sidelined by rejection, misunderstanding, and the pressure to force themselves into the narrow black box of female identity today. I believe that this is nothing short of a tragedy, for these women have the insight, creativity, and strength of soul that God wants to use to change our world in amazing ways. So after more than 30 years of my own inner turmoil, loneliness, and fear of my own strength, 
Today, I say for myself and for my sisters, no more. No more walking in crippling shame and loneliness because I am misunderstood. No more mistreating myself and trying to force myself to be less passionate, to care less, or to be a more stable woman so that people will like me better. No more being afraid of my own strength. No more shame. No more believing that everything about me is wrong. No. Hell no. The days of playing small and living at war with ourselves are over. Starting today, you and I will learn to celebrate the rare and incredible gift God has given us in our passionate personalities. We will learn to direct and master our emotions and strength to do incredible things. We'll no longer fear them. We will be empowered by them. We will learn to repent of the unkindnesses we have done to ourselves and others out of misplaced passion. And most importantly, we will learn to love ourselves well. The journey of a high-strung woman has in many ways been an undocumented and unsupported one, but my heart here is to at least start the conversation. I'm so incredibly humbled and honored that you would pick up this book or listen in. It certainly isn't an expert's manual for how to be a great woman or a professional's guide for how to be a great high-strung woman. This is simply the story of an overzealous, spirited, high-strung woman who stumbled and fought her way out of suffering and into a place of peace and power. This book is not about overcoming your high-strung spirit, but it is about finally respecting and caring for one of the greatest gifts God could have given you. I promise you will need the strength of spirit you've been given to do the things that he has called you to do. So it's high time we learn to care for it. This little book is the true story of a fourth generation Baptist preacher's daughter with a wild heart and a high-strung personality just trying to find her way to authenticity and freedom. I pray that in some way, God uses this book to break loose some chains on your beautiful, wild soul, my sister. They are angry with me because I know what I am, said the little eagle. How do you know that they're angry with you, said the old owl? Because they despise me for wanting to soar. They only want me to peck at the dirt, looking for ants with them. But I can't do that. I don't have chicken feet. I have eagle wings. And what is so wrong with having eagle wings and no chicken feet? Asked the old owl. I'm not sure. That's what I'm trying to find out, said the little eagle. They hate you because you know that you are an eagle and they want you to think you are a chicken so that you will peck at the ground looking for ants and worms so that you will never know that you are an eagle and always think yourself a chicken. Let them hate you. They will always be chickens, and you will always be an eagle. You must fly. You must soar, said the old owl. By C, Joybell C. Woo, girl. We did some work today. I hope you leave this episode with a smile on your face, feeling a little more badass and a lot more brave. Because this world needs the real you. It's time to stop hiding. The real you is the best you. It's time to let that girl out. 
If you loved this episode, text it to your friends, screenshot it, tag me on Instagram or Facebook, and as always, leave a review. If you haven't, grab yourself a copy of my book, Confessions of a High Strung Woman, over on Amazon, where we dive into all things high strung woman, self-care, finding our boundaries and sacred ground, and dealing with and harnessing the power of our big emotions as women. Let's be friends on socials. On Instagram, you can find me at Abby Walker Official, and you can also find me and meet other incredible, strong, badass women over on Facebook in our group, High Strung Sisterhood. Just search for it and come hang out. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had the best time with you. I can't wait for next time, but in the meantime, give them hell today, sis. I'm in your corner. 